Anyway, let's uh, let me introduce us. Yeah. <sighs> it's been a long week. <laughs> How are you doing out there in poop case land? This is Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time, no matter how mellow we get. We're here, and we're drinking beer in the Bellingham, capital of the uh, beer snobs of the world. It is Bellingham. And with me today, of course, is our producer extraordinaire and amazing, all-around amazing guy. It's Rick Anderson. Thank you very much. Um, it's really nice to be on the NPR edition of <laughs> Beer Plus Three. So I, I think we can uh, it's a real keep this honor. up for the... The it's entire podcast. It's something I've, I've... Perhaps maybe we'll, this is the edition we send to NPR and see if we can't get our own show, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm sure and NPR uh, would just jump right on this. Well, you know what? Uh, they would have to beep us a lot, probably. But, uh, you might know, have to beep us a lot, Because there's yeah. lots of cock talk and... Oh, know, oh, oh, yeah. Whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, really I think overall... Inappropriate. It would just be fucking amazing. And, uh, <laughs> well... It's Perhaps in the Midwest they would love us even more. Yeah, I think so. I think every or I could go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> every episode we'd have to have fun word games with beer. <laughs> <laughs> or what? What? It would be that name the headlines, you know, for beer or something like that. Um, <laughs> and one of my, uh, you ever speaking of NPR? Do you ever listen to uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me? Uh, I have show? listened to it. I listened to several episodes yeah. at the height of my um, podcast listening. Yeah. And then I had to cut myself <laughs> off of podcasts for, I think, almost a year-ish. I cut myself off of podcasts and just really? started listening to, uh, I think I listened to a couple of, um, what are those dissertations there, uh, college, what are they called? Oh, like the lectures? Lectures, yeah. Like I started listening to the Great Lecture series. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I've yeah. listened to a lot of those. And, and so last year, I'm like, fuck it, i got to stop listening to podcasts because <laughs> my entire world revolves around all these fucking podcasts, and I can barely keep up as it is. Yeah, yeah. And so I just stopped. And, uh, yeah, I just was listening to lectures, books, and, and things like this. And uh, I just recently, probably <laughs> this last summer, no, not even last summer, because uh, I think it was this fall, I really kind of started getting back into the podcast, yeah, dipping so. your toes in. Just yeah, to, well, yeah, I'm, I'm and I'm controlling myself this time. I'm <laughs> controlling myself. People are like, "You need to listen to this." And it, a year ago, I would have been okay, and I just put are it you? on there. And so I'd have this giant list of podcasts that I can never yeah. keep up with. So now I'm like, okay, if I have, I could probably listen to almost two podcasts a day since they're on average podcasts are usually on average forty five minutes. Yeah, because you know they're either an hour, or half hour, or maybe a little more. So I can I, listen to two podcasts a day because I have a drive, 45-minute drive home and a 45-minute drive back. So, oh, okay, yeah. You yeah. Know, to work and back. And so I, I've, I've controlled myself. It kind of cracks me up a little bit here that we're talking about these podcasts as if it was like alcohol. <laughs> And like you're in some sort of twelve step. Oh, I have no problem with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony here. Is that you're, it sounds like you uh, you need to join. It's some like kind yeah, of I, I, I stopped drinking and and doing cocaine, so now I just smoke weed. <laughs> the only podcast I ever got really into was the Kevin Smith podcast, and that was really Which the first one? time. Um, the the smodcast. He's, he's one of the ones oh, I listen to, but I yeah. listen to Hollywood Babylon. Okay, I never listened to that one, but um, it's, it's going to be live on the 11th of May right here in Vancouver. Oh, really? 
Yeah, which oh, would be kind cool. of fun to. I would and I thought about it. doing that for Mike, but it's a long way to go for Mike <laughs> from all the way up here. <laughs> hey, I bought you a present. Now drive six hours. Oh, right. You know, right, right. I, but uh, I thought, and they want like $60 a ticket or something like that. It's wow. fucking ridiculous. Granted, it's at the like Commodore Ballroom, which is like the best venue ever. Yeah, but it's just it's just people talking. But it's yeah, not and like it, a big it, production. It's usually about two hours. So, I mean, it, it is two hours of entertainment. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine paying $60 even for that. Yeah. Well, see, stand it's up, like, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe stand up. It's like Greg Proops when he comes to Bellingham. It's like $20, 30 bucks, right? I mean, uh, it's not. Not even that. I yeah. think at the most, it's been $20. I think yeah. the first time I went, it was $10. Second time, it was 15 And then the third time, it was a little over 15 it And he like, even comes around to everybody's table and greets everybody mm-hmm. before the podcast starts. Yeah, I know. And is, that's why I love Greg Proops, and I wish I could have went to his last one, which was in Seattle. But oh, yeah. we were a couple of days off. Yeah. But. But um, yeah, that's um, I've I've gone to a couple of Kevin Smith events. I went to a thing where he was just doing his spoken word thing in oh, Vancouver. Yeah. An evening with that was a blast. I gotta admit it. It was. I'm sure it was more expensive than I don't remember how much it was. I'm sure it was more expensive than it should have been. But um, it's he's a really good storyteller. He's a great mm-hmm. like you just stick a mic in his face and he starts going. Oh yeah, that's why do you think he has 15 pod no. Yeah, I spit all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think he has 15 podcasts? Kevin I mean, the Smith guy doesn't spit all over himself on his well, podcast. Well, no, he did just have a heart attack though and he constantly reminds us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's kind of Apparently scary. he's lost like 30 or so pounds. So. Yeah. He's um that guy's a And I think he's coming back up to Vancouver to film more uh like Supergirl or one of the superhero ones that he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's done The Flash and Supergirl, which are both filmed here in Vancouver, B.C. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, that's cool. I don't Every other show it. on television is filmed right here in Vancouver, <laughs> B.C. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know that. I, th- I didn't know he had uh, done had anything to do with any TV shows. Oh, yeah, I know. He's been doing those, which wow. is he's super enjoying it, and they keep inviting him back. So he's like, I'm going to keep doing it. Fuck yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I always felt bad for him, you know, like especially at the time when when Mike and I went to see him at that place in uh, that Vancouver. Than what I thought it was. Yeah, everybody thinks that. <laughs> it's like for, that looks fun for those of you not for watching. For a uh, you know, nineteenth century lady. Yeah, for those of you not watching the video feed, Jeff just picked up a a jadeite orange juicer, but it looks because but of it the has handle. a nice phallic handle. Yeah, and it looks like pretty sturdy if you you know just set it on the floor, handle up. <laughs> And then, you know. It looks like you might use it for other things. Yeah, that's true. I have a feeling probably people did. <laughs> Maybe not entire, that particular one. Entire, I hope not. I mean, it's a disappointing <laughs> size, but, uh, you know, if it hits the right spot, you should be fine. Yeah, that's true. It's not particularly big. That's true. Um, but anyway, we, uh, we when we went to see him in, in Vancouver at that show I was just talking about, um, that was about... Two three months after uh, Zach and Mary make a porno came out. Awesome, yeah. And I, I love that movie. I, Mike and I went to see that movie almost near the opening, and it was it, the audience was packed, just explosively, like laughter constantly throughout the entire thing. I mean, there were literally parts of the movie I couldn't hear because the whole audience was just dying laughing, and me along with it. And I thought, oh my god, I go, he's finally he's got a huge hit. This is gonna this is yeah. And then it fizzled. And that was sort of what he was. Those doing. you got to go to the good one because it was all of his fans. It maybe, maybe show. I don't yes, know. Yes, it was. Those are, those are the people that frequent all of his shows. I know? guess, but I wasn't. It wasn't. You know, I wasn't laughing because of the audience. I was laughing because it was fucking. Yeah, it's hilarious. a genuinely funny comedy. Yeah, and and also one of the things that I really like when when comedies have got. 
like, like things like airplane and stuff are great. You know, they're just goofball. Yeah. But when you take a, a comedy and it's got like it's actually still trying to say something about the characters, mm-hmm. and I and I at the end of that movie I was like, oh, when, when like, the comedy ha- has actual character growth, yeah, 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 instead of just a comedy like what is it, Caddyshack? That's just one, or, yeah, one yeah. liner after another. Yeah. yeah, and Caddyshack's a good movie, but it was um, to, when you watch a movie like Zach and Mary, and it's like. It's like wow, he's using the whole porno thing as the as a proxy for like two people who don't want to admit that they're in love with each other, and it's like that was actually kind of was kind of cool. It was kind of deep. And uh, <laughs> who is it? I think it is it Jason Mewes at the end who's crying after watching him have sex. <laughs> Something like that. God, it was funny. Yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, but um, he was so he talked about you know he talked about the depression he went through after he thought you know everybody who had seen the movie before it was released it hyped him up and he was like oh man he goes wow this is this is gonna be amazing, and then it was like the first. The first day out, it got like was it like four thousand or four million or something, which isn't bad, but it's like that on the first day. No, not for that. Yeah, and so it barely comedy. I suppose a comedy could you know come back from that, but yeah, and it didn't. Luckily, he has you know a pretty cult following, even with you know like Red State and all the other failed films that he has, which I don't really think they're failed because I I, those two films, Zack and Mary and Red State, I both love. I love those movies. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, so I haven't seen his last two, which is Tusk and uh, Oh boy, I, I I'm a fan of the guy, but I tr- I can't I couldn't get through Tusk. I have a hard time with body, body horror, which is probably why I haven't watched Tusk yet. Oh. But I like the actor that's in it. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Jason whatever Jason yeah, Long, uh, Justin Justin Long, not Justin Long. I mean, I like Justin Long. Yeah. He, he's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, actor and and a really good actor, but. Uh, uh, the older man that oh, just oh, died yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. He um, was also in Red State. Yeah, that's, he was also um, in Red State. He was. He's you know he's fucking good. Yeah, he's a he's a really great actor. Um, I I did a rewatch of the original Twin Peaks a few months ago after the after the revival finished mm-hmm. airing, and I was stunned that he was in it. He played a character, and I never even connected it. It was like, oh shit, that's that same guy. Nice. He's he's one of those people that kind of transforms when he gets on. Like in front of a camera, absolutely. You know, there's certain actors. It's like you recognize them no matter what they're doing. And well, a good guy... character actor and a good actor in general can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, as much as my left foot guy, whatever his name is, does does what he does, which he's one of those method actors who's always in character. My left foot. Who's that? Uh, uh, Lincoln. What the fuck's his name? I can't remember <laughs> now. Uh, I'll have to uh, intern this. Um, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always call him my left foot guy because I really think he's super overrated. My left um, foot. You're not talking but, about um, Tom Hanks. No. Is that was that the name of one of his movies? No, that was the Man with One Red Shoe. But oh, okay, <laughs> uh, close. The Man um, with One Red Foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daniel Day Lewis, I think, is an extremely overrated uh, oh, oh. actor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's one of those method actors who is always in character on set. Always, and I could yeah. see how that would become fucking annoying. Yeah. That goes that hails back to the story because apparently, um, now see my mind. It's been a long week. My mind's blanking on every actor I know, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm gonna look him up too. Uh, but Midnight Cowboy. I, mid, have you watched Midnight Cowboy? 
uh, I saw it ages ago. I don't remember. Oh, any I think of you it. need to watch it again. Yeah, uh, I, I had, I, I did the same it. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd seen it as a teenager, and uh, I think I was maybe I was too close to the seventies. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it, I was thinking I was so young it didn't mean anything. Like I, w- I watched it. I didn't. I probably missed all kinds of subtle stuff yeah. about it that I would get as an adult. Um, talking about but, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, um, the the. He was I I watched Lincoln and I liked it, but he did a great job as Lincoln. <laughs> um, but he was outshined by uh, uh, Sally Field, I thought. Yeah, and a lot of the yeah, other yeah. actors in it, he was completely yeah. outshined. But um, but have you ever seen the Gangs of New York? <sighs> <laughs> I take it he didn't win you over with that, huh? <laughs> oh my god. That was one of the most one of the most overrated films I've ever seen in my life. Really, I, d- I couldn't even watch you the whole didn't. thing. It was, I liked the violence. It was cool, but <laughs> it was so. It was like watching, uh, and I, don't get me wrong, I like Jim Carrey, but it was like watching Jim Carrey play every character because everyone constantly overacted in that entire <laughs> film and then have everything with those like uh you know like all the backgrounds and everything were very dark or dank you know they were very yeah. browns and like whites and they, right, they were these right. weird natural and then everyone was wearing these bright colored clothes i expected somebody to break out into music <laughs> at any moment it was like this musical that just never took off the ground it was oh my god and it was just so bad the story was dumb you didn't like any of the characters. You didn't connect with any of the characters. I don't know why people like that movie. Yeah. I think it was one of those movies that happens in that time, and then people look back on it and go, oh, my God, we like that. You know, it's <laughs> one of those type of films. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I it kind of... Um, the thing that stood out in that movie to me was was him. As I really believed. I mean, I've never. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie where I believed that somebody was a badass as much as the character that he played in that. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I, I, the rest of the film I could take or leave it. But you that need was... to watch Gangster Number Seven. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's called Gangster Number Seven. Yeah. Great movie. Fuck. I've never heard of that. Um, it's uh, starring Malcolm McDowell and. Uh, Oh, fuck, now I'm going to blow up his name. Anyway, the person I was trying to think of was... Uh, no, of course, I just forgot it. Um, the person I was trying to think of was Dustin Hoffman. But, uh, oh, right. right uh, okay. he, he was one of those method, method actors. I don't know if he still is. Yeah. But back in the day, he was one of those method actors. He, in London, he, uh, when it, he entered a bar that was famous for having actors in it. Mm-hmm. And Laurence Olivier was there with Malcolm McDowell and several other actors from from England mm-hmm. and he, he you know gushed all over of course Olivier which who was huge you know in the yeah. late 60s and 70s early 80s early 70s just he, well he was huge for a long time but uh, right. uh he was like oh, how do you do it? how do you do this how do you, how do you stand characters and he, he goes <laughs> apparently a lord's live this is coming second hand from Malcolm McDowell and Malcolm yeah. McDowell just said he just turned to Dustin Hoffman you know I don't think he said Dustin Hoffman but it, it, supposedly it's Dustin Hoffman that's happened yeah. to he turned to him and said it's acting dear boy act <laughs> 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 So that that's how I that's, feel about method actors. So. Yeah. What is method acting? Method acting is it's where the one you, where you stay in character. You, I think yeah, that's okay. the one where you stay in character constantly. Like uh, um, the guy who recently played the Joker did that. He does that apparently. Yeah. Danny Lee Lewis. Yeah. A lot of actors in the history have done that. And I bet if you looked at all of them, I bet they're all men. 
Just <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But I've never understood the term because it's you know I mean acting is is an art form, right? I mean, so what's the method? I mean, if there's a method, could anybody do it? You know what I mean? Is that what that? I don't understand the concept of having. It sounds like a, well, it's supposed to be an art form, right? So yeah. it's like something that you do from an artistic point of, from an artistic place. You're not you're not looking for a, like are there steps to this quote unquote method? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't understand. I'm not. I guess I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't point. understand. Apparently, it's a, like a class of uh, uh, apparently one of the acting teachers, classical acting teachers back in the '60s, I think. Yeah, '50s and '60s. Came up with this method. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's as you know as much as I do about it. Okay. But uh, the gangster number one, actually, sorry, is what it's called. Uh, Paul Bettany and Malcolm McDowell play the same person in the movie. And my God, both of them just fucking nail it. Yeah. And that person's a badass. <laughs> also, if you ever get a chance, Andrew Lincoln is in it. Uh, David Thewlis, oh. uh, Saffron Burroughs, uh, Eddie Marzen, uh, James Ford. I mean, it has a lot of fucking amazing actors in it. It's from yeah. 2000. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, that's one where you really believe those guys are fucking badasses. Also, okay. there's one called uh, Sexy Beast. Have you ever watched that one? Oh, uh, I've heard of it. I know I've heard of it. Yeah. I've never seen it. It has uh, who my wife would call Sir Gandhi in it. The guy, oh, oh. you know who it is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he knows who he is. But uh, uh, yeah, he that's that's another one. Layer Cake is another good one. That's uh, one with uh, you know who also plays a really good badass is Clive Owen. Clive, Clive Owen. Owen plays him fucking amazing oh okay badass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's also an amazing actor. Yeah. But he also plays a really good badass. Yeah. So. Have you ever done that thing? I always hear people doing this, like when they see when they when there's somebody who plays a bad guy in a movie, like they'll they tell stories oftentimes about people coming up to them on the streets and like and like actually hassling them about, mm-hmm. you know, why did you do why did you do that to the good guy? Why well, did that's, you? That's one of the reasons why the kid who plays Joffrey on Game of Thrones quit yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. He he got tired he of that. Got he got berated was... on the show. A child for Christ's sake. Kid was what fifteen, I think, when he started that show, yeah. or some ridiculous yeah. age. And people have been harassing him his entire like yeah. semi adulthood. I think that's so weird. I don't understand the mentality of like if I met that actor, I'd be like, "Wow, you're doing an amazing job." I know that's exactly that's exactly what my reaction would have been. Yeah, I guess that's the flip side of that thing we talked about, like with Jar Jar Binks. Where, Mm -hmm. so what if you hate the character? If you meet the guy who played him, you have to separate the like he did an amazing job with Jar Jar Binks. That was the first Mm -hmm. digital character. Yeah, and, and he had a lot of influence upon yeah. not only those movies but the action scenes in those movies. He yeah. had, you know, he, he for him, he was a Star Wars geek for crying out loud, and he was just ecstatic to be in it. Yeah, and then the world just fucking crapped all over. Oh him. yeah, I know that poor guy, man. I know, I feel but that's bad like the, that's like similar Ahmed, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, yeah, 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 and that's that's terrible. I mean, that, I I've never understood people who get angry at the actor. For shit that the character did, and I hear that all the time. Okay, this is not a new phenomenon. I know it's not. Actually, yeah, I know it's been um, around for a while. There was there, there was a, a thing done during the late sixties, early seventies, about like TV characters. Yeah, and it was like this big census or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they they were 
they went around the United States asking people who was the most trustworthy person they knew yeah. or they th- could think of when they think of uh, like television or or anything like that. It wasn't like Walter Cronkite. It wasn't anything. It was yeah. Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, no. It was Betty Crocker. Sorry, it was Betty Crocker. Well, somebody who doesn't even exist. Bad. Yeah. Either yeah, way, yeah. they don't exist. Also, <laughs> all of, a lot of people during that time were really pissed off at uh, um, God. What's her name? Uh, she played Laura Petrie, and then she was... Uh, oh, oh uh, Mary Tyler Mary Moore. Ty- she was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. What? They were really angry with her on the Mary Tyler Moore Show because everyone thought she divorced Mr. Petrie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> how does humanity... How do we even survive? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. That's the thing is we didn't, <laughs> if you think about it. Everyone always like touts the Renaissance. Yeah. That should have happened about 600 years before that. <laughs> Because think about it, in, in Greece, in ancient Greece, we had the, the or was it Greece? No, it was Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even Greece. It was uh, uh, Egypt. They had Alexandria, which was, uh, um, had the, the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had been collecting for hundred of, oh, well over 100 years. They were collecting information. It was a law in Alexandria that if a ship stopped there, mm-hmm. they would confiscate every book off of that ship. Any scroll, any information, oh, anything like that, oh, they yeah. would confiscate it, copy it, and then give it back to the person who had it yeah, if they were still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and they did that forever. Right. And so that library was gargantuan. Yeah. And the fire that started was started at the docks. It was a complete accident. It wasn't caused by anybody. Um, But uh, they were able to save kind of the core of that library. So they still had, and they started collecting books again. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what it was called. But uh, what happened was, of course, religion got involved. Now, remember, the uh, library was actually a temple dedicated to the God of Knowledge. Right. Um, I can't remember. Hestia. I can't remember. No, Hestia is not a god of knowledge. Um, Sophia. I can't remember. It it was a male style god, I think. Oh, okay. But but that that temple was dedicated to that god, but it was also mostly a a school and a library. Yeah. And many great teachers. I can't name any right now. Well, uh, uh, what's her name? The, the the Greek woman that lived in Alexandria. Well, she's Alexandrian. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, her father was a famous philosopher, and then she was a famous teacher on top of that. Um, but oh. uh, they <laughs> what happened was is the, the political climate changed yeah. um, in Rome. And, of course, it, they were all kind of Roman at that point. So the political climate changed in Rome when they became Christians. And so in Alexandria, the Christians... Uh, were touting all this, you know, hey, blah, blah, paganism, because everyone was pretty much pagan, yeah. except for there was a small pocket of Christians and there was a small pocket of, of uh, Jews. Right. And uh, those two started, you know, bashing heads. And then all of a sudden, now the, the Caesar mm-hmm. is Christian. The, uh, the whoever it is, the Roman that ran Alexandria like pleaded, what do I do here? What the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of paraphrasing this whole story, but uh, yeah. essentially what happened was um, the Christians rose up, started destroying all the pagan statues and whatnot, and all of the philosophers, the students and the teachers fled to this temple mm-hmm. and locked themselves inside. And uh, so what the uh, Caesar decreed at the time was 
no one's everyone gets to go away go home free and alive yeah. no one's going to hang or burn anyone today mm-hmm. but the christians get the library they burnt it all yeah <laughs> yep they burnt all the knowledge of the ancients <laughs> so Yay! I was originally exposed to that bit of history through Carl Sagan's Cosmos, actually. Oh yeah, and he uh, he recounts that early on, um, not that detailed. Remember the uh, woman's name, but that's actually where I got my daughter's name idea from. And Alexandria, then, yeah, and it was so, one of the greatest cities of yeah. mankind. Well, what's really? really funny is I named her that, and then later on found out that Carl Sagan had named his daughter Alexandria. I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Nice. (laughs) Great minds, motherfucker. That's right. I stole his idea. Uh, Hypatia (laughs) was the woman I was trying to think of. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hypatia is an amazing figure who was one of the few in in Roman and or Greek society that was able to get to where she was was because not only of her knowledge, she did a lot of geometry. Yeah. And there's there's a loose theory out there that she was discovered that the the earth actually revolves around the sun first. Oh. Um, but she was uh, murdered by those same Christians yeah. uh, that burnt that library. You so. know, it's uh, it's always fascinating to me because we do, I mean, you, we do occasionally get glimpses of what was in that library from other works. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they find other works, you know, uh, referencing things that were in that library yeah. that were destroyed that we never knew about. And, um, it's really kind of sad to think about some of the things that would have been part of our culture right now easily um, would have been, you know, well, well-known technology things. alone. Yeah. Would be a lot farther ahead. Yeah. That's um, I've heard a lot of different um, theories about how far along, you know, like the idea that, well, we would have landed on the moon 200 years earlier than, you know, and, and if we had all that technology and all that knowledge mm-hmm. about math and science that, that had, that went up in flames that there. went up in flames in that exact incident yeah. is essentially what kind of kicked off the the dark ages, if you want to call them that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, because they that was all the knowledge. They, they essentially just destroyed everything. And yeah. the only reason we have any semblance of a little bit of knowledge, especially European, is, is the Irish. Yeah, why is that? Uh, because the Irish at that time, and it was, it was the... Uh, um, Catholic Irishes, the Catholic Irishes, the uh, the, the Catholic uh, priests during that time, a Catholic priest in Ireland were actually collecting any books they could find and copying them. Oh, oh, that's cool. Um, so they were doing kind of the same thing, but with a religious spin. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. But uh, they did a lot of that. Yeah. But not enough. Yeah. Because the Christians already did their damage. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not to pick what up Christians. We, speaking because, of Christians, uh, what do we think of Wingman Brewers? Uh, <laughs> Ace IPA. Worst I don't know. That was ever. the worst segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm See, sorry, Wingman, to even associate you that's with, what we lost. That's with what, radical Christians. But, uh, that's um, what we lost when this we lost. Is, but it is brewed in Tacoma. I don't oh, know is it that in Tacoma? Do with anything, but uh, it's well, in Tacoma, think, Washington. I can't think of any other good. breweries from Tacoma that we've ever had on the podcast. This is a solid three. This is this yeah, is more yeah. than a drinkable beer. I, yep. Uh, without if we kept talking, well, um, I probably would have drank this whole six pack. Yeah, <laughs> but it luckily is, I had the wherewithal. That's why I was, you know, I was thinking this is another one of those beers where it's not, it's not like you know blowing me out of my seat, but it's mm-hmm. I could, I could, yeah, I could go on. I could suck these back all day. <laughs> Let me let me here. Let me read the romance copy. What? Government warning: According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol beverages 
during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Oh, wait, wait. how many syllables was in beverages? That's, that's not. How many yeah. syllables were in beverages? Beverages. <laughs> beverages. Uh, like eight. Rizza? Wait, there's a Rizza? Rizza. The yes. rapper? He's so, in. He's in beverages. So Wingman Brewers Ace IPA India Pale. Yeah, it's definitely three. And that's um. That is a. Uh, it's a good beer. Very good beer. Very good, good beer. Job Wingman Brewing. Now we're gonna go with a new local brewery who mm-hmm. overprices their growler fills <laughs> immensely. <laughs> I know who's writing a Yelp review later. <laughs> Actually, um, all their other prices are extremely reasonable, like yeah. extremely reasonable. And who is this? Who's the Illuminati brewer? Brewing in shh, Bellingham, shh, Washington? Shh, shh, don't we don't talk about them. We don't talk about Illuminati. You can you can just please beep it out later. <laughs> like every time we say Illuminati, you just beep. We beep. don't. We don't want them knowing Amazing. that we know about them. How can you talk about Illuminati Brewing? You can, you're not supposed to know. You, you posted that on, on our little never-ending thread, and I'm yeah. like, "What? Oh, he's joking!" I'm like, "I thought you might have heard something about them, like they're a paranoid bunch of freaks." And then I went, "Oh, it's Illuminati. Of course they're paranoid freaks." But this is their. Uh, um, by the way, you're gonna love the name of this beer. Yeah, Millennium Falcon. No, no kidding. Yeah. Cool. And it's their Northwest IPA is what they call it. Oh, it's oh, really oh, oh. you came in that thing. You're braver than I thought. What? <laughs> Millennium Falcon. It's, a quote. it's Princess Leia's quote about the Millennium Falcon. Oh, my God. You did what? Brie needs to be here. She would have been Wait, laughing at I, that. No, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> you came in that thing. You're braver than I thought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line from Star Wars. Okay. I, uh, my came was a different came <laughs> yeah, than I your know, came. That's why. I was like, what? That's why that's one of my I did not come lines. in your glass. There was a there was a ages ago some friends and I were playing one of those stupid games of you know find the Star Wars quote that out of context sounds really inappropriate, and that was that I stumbled across that and I was like oh you came in that thing you're braver than I thought oh shit that's funny <laughs> for that reason alone <laughs> stop dating is- a hut and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, my first sip of Illuminati that was promising. It's good. Yeah, it it's is really good. good. Yeah. I am enjoying the Millennium Falcon. So what kind of beer is that? Is it a... It's a Northwest IPA. Okay. I think I already mentioned this, but I could be wrong. <laughs> well, I'm I'm almost 50 years old. You realize that, right? So my, my memory is going. I don't even know why I'm here right now. I've what? <laughs> I'm we're both old, man. Early Shut Alzheimer's. Up. Fuck, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no shit. <sighs> yeah, that's really good. It's really good. Yeah. We'll see about three quarters of the way through the glass how I still feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing again? That's the test. (laughs) Where am I? Somebody call me. (laughs) Oh, God. That's like my biggest fear about growing old is I just want to keep my brain. Everything else can go. I don't give a crap. No, my biggest fear is growing old. Yeah. I'm hoping like somebody invents like robot people and I can just stick my brain in that robot person and... (laughs) We'll be good. <laughs> so you're looking for a... Or uh, robot legs. I don't care. Something just keep getting me around and make my brain work better. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. I've already forgotten most of my life, so... I want the Futurama thing where they just put my head in a in a container and keep me alive. Oh, head in the jar? Yeah. That'll work for me. That's fine. Jan in the pan? Yeah. 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 Sit next to uh, like Richard Nixon. What, what, it's always Richard Nixon and Polly Shore. And I <laughs> that would be mind-numbingly <laughs> annoying. <laughs> All you do is sit there and try to think of something to start an argument between the two of them. <laughs> That's all you would do. 
<laughs> hey, Mr. Nixon, what did you think of uh, Biodome? <laughs> Fucking Biodome's awesome. <laughs> well, really a good movie? I don't know. I keep, people keep telling me it's a good movie. I guess I, maybe I should uh, drop No, it. it's really not a good movie. Oh, okay. There's only okay. like three good things about that movie, right. and none of it is either of the main characters. I just recently, uh, a couple days ago, I watched uh, Napoleon Dynamite. That's one of the movies. Never seen I'm it. you never seen it? Nope. It's definitely worth watching. It's weird. It's it's just um it's very off. Like you're watching the whole thing and you feel like I'm watching a movie that looks like it was professionally made but like there's like an unprofessionalism to it too at the same time. So it's like you're the whole time you're like I'm not sure if I'm watching a really poorly produced skit or a really f- well produced it's just it's weird. The whole movie keeps you off kilter the whole time. And um it really reminded me of Wes Anderson. I had to actually look. I was like, is this like one of his first movies? Because it has a lot of those weird, awkward moments. You know, like Wes Anderson likes to do a lot of those oddball shots of characters. You know, like they'll just be standing there in front of of a backdrop and just standing there. And a lot of those kind of weird moments. I was like, this this isn't Wes Anderson, is it? But um, yeah, really good movie. Funny. I actually, you know, laughed out loud several times, which is very rare. And um, just and, and it's one of those weird movies. But you know, at the beginning, you're like disgusted with half the characters, and by the end, you're you're like kind of feeling sympathy for them. You know, it's like I kind of like these people. I, I hope they have good lives. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they really don't. <laughs> they will never have good lives. After that, it's Harvey Pekar all the fucking way. Harvey Pekar, who is that? Why am I? I know who that is, but American it's not. American Splendor was the movie that came out. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Plum. yeah, yeah. Plum. Okay, right, it's right. Car. Right. Okay. Just a, a, a year after year of misery is all it is after that. <laughs> Did you ever watch? Um, there was a there is a, a, a documentary. I think it was produced by David Lynch actually about Robert. About is it Robert Harvey Pekar? Oh, I was I was talking about um, Crumb. Yeah, so he's, he is Crumb. It's Crum. just that kind of, that's kind of his pen name. As oh, well. oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, hmm. <laughs> it's like one of those documentaries where <laughs> afterward you're like, I'm not really sure if I like this guy. <laughs> no and his brothers are both really messed up. You know, one of them was like a, a pedophile and the other one was um, constantly depressed. And not, and not that there's anything wrong with being depressed, but it was like it almost seemed like one of those people that was depressed because he was always just you I'm know, so glad you said depressed and not pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just like he was, like he enjoyed being depressed. Is you know one of those kind of personalities. Ah, uh, yes, I know those people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I like the guy's artwork. He's mm-hmm. he's got a very unique style, and um, I have his artwork in my uh, bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy the Toilet says, wipe your ass, folks. <laughs> I'm glad you've got that in there. It's a good reminder. Oh, my fucking daughter <laughs> pissed me off. She took the plastic off of it. You know oh. how old that fucking thing is? How old is it? It's at least 20 years old. Mm. And she, she took the fucking plastic off. I was so pissed. I'm what? Like, you did what? <laughs> it was me. It was my friends. I'm like, okay, they're never invited back. What? Okay. Yeah, but here's the thing. When your friends are over... You get blamed for everything they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which she still doesn't quite fucking comprehend. That's the only way you get the, your. But child. was it me? It was. I don't care. It was your yeah. friends. You get blamed for. You, it. Didn't, mm. you didn't keep your friends in line, so you take the blame. Yeah, Next exactly. time, keep them in line. 
Next time, tell on them. Knock some fucking heads next time if you have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a baseball bat. <laughs> okay, maybe not that. Maybe not to that degree. <laughs> Here's a, here's a giant mallet and a little shirt that says Daddy's a Little Monster. <laughs> and you beat the fuck out of them if they don't do what they're told That's or what right. you tell them to do. Here's a baseball yes. bat. The baseball bat's name is Lucille. <laughs> thought that was a guitar, but okay. Yeah. Who's I, Lucille? Uh, that's uh, uh, Negan's bat. On No, I haven't on seen those. Bat. Yeah. Are I you watching The Walking Dead nope. still? I haven't Either watched it since before... Um, Stephen Young died. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know what I happened. Haven't, we have not even picked it up. Like, that was the year that, like, everyone was like, oh, who dies, who dies, who dies, who dies? And then as soon as somebody knew, it was all over the internet. And then yeah. we both found out, and we're like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, no, we, we need to catch up on We have, like, two seasons of nearly every show that we watch. We yeah. Have, like, two seasons. Except for maybe Doctor Who. We have, like, a half a season. Yeah. And then the 100, we I think we have almost two seasons to watch. The 100, which yeah. the 100 is a fucking great show, great yeah. fucking show. Yeah, we didn't think it was like one of those CW shows. So you're thinking, oh, it's just gonna be a bunch of teenagers, <laughs> fucking in love, out of love. Like, oh, there's gonna be a vampire show up sometime. No, it's fucking good. <laughs> the, I swear they kill more main characters than uh, fucking Walking Dead and Game of Thrones combined. They're just fucking because it's so fucking destitute. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> So good. Well, the, the first episode, they send 100 uh, teenagers down to uh, Earth who they think is, is a complete desolate wasteland. Okay. The, on this space station that's been up there for 100 or so years or more. Right. And uh, they're trying to just keep the space station alive. And, they're of course, people breed. So they've run out of room. Mm-hmm. And so their solution is anybody that breaks the law goes in this box and they send that box into Earth. So oh, they okay. send all these kids to Earth. <laughs> Think yeah, the one hundred kids. That's why it's called the one hundred. Yeah. And trust me, there's like twenty seven left. <laughs> <It's> fucking <laughs> wow! No, it is really good, and and yeah. you can really watch the actors uh, develop because they're all younger, younger actors. Yeah. And you can all watch them kind of develop their style and their way of acting, and their they, they just get better and better, and then the story gets better and better, and it's just. A fantastic show. Yeah, if you ever get the chance to watch it. Yeah, uh, but that's another one we need to catch up on. We have so many fucking new shows, except for Jessica Jones, and we're still watching it. But it's fucking awesome. Oh, I haven't started that yet. I'm I'm saving. I that. love Jessica Jones. It's the only Marvel one you need to watch. Yeah, really I'm I'm saving that because I know I as soon as I start, I'm not going to stop. So I need to like Punisher a, was really. I good. need a good weekend. Yeah, I started that too, and I and Punisher was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go back and. Uh, they were really kind of honest with the kind of source material, and I like the direction they went. Yeah, so I, I, think I love I love the superheroes that don't have like special powers. I think that it's very rare. And um, so Punisher is one of those. I mean, yeah, his special power is he's just a giant badass. So. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saving Jessica Jones. But yeah, Walking Dead is it's weird. I just kinda, sorry, Jessica Jones has superpowers, but she does. But it, that's different though. That's a different show. Um, I, you know what my complaint about about superhero shows and and movies is the is the thing where they're just like bashing each other around constantly and nobody's showing any signs of being hurt and it's just this constant 
fighting back and forth and they're slamming each other into buildings and they're kicking each other and throwing each other and no you know they're both superheroes or they're you know super villain and superhero so nobody's taking any damage at all you know it's just like well why do i care it's like you guys are just destroying a bunch of buildings and destroying I care cars. More about the person who owns that building than it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There goes somebody's or car. Or the reason you're fighting. They almost it's had like, that car oh, paid fuck, off. I'd never be able to afford that. <laughs> oh, I'd never be able to afford that. But Jessica Jones did not have a single moment of two people like mindlessly fighting like that. And I always felt like no. when I was watching, I mean, there's it, a little bit here and there, but yeah, they're not like it's not like destroying whole buildings or you know things like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. it's not. I always have to feel like the characters, like there's a like a real stakes, you know. And like, I think Jessica Jones, there certainly yeah. is that. And you have to feel like the bad guy is really overpowering the good guy in some way. I mean, I think that's really. And in that movie, in that show, have, that have was. Have you seen the first season of Jessica Jones? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ! I know. I that felt is like probably one of the worst villains I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, because he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Right, and because of the the whole power that he had over everybody was just so easily mm-hmm. maintained, and maintained so, and obtained. Yeah, he yeah. Just that's what he's been able to do his whole life, so it's normal. Yeah. And so it was just for me. I felt like that show was ending, was heading for a bad ending. I thought, okay, I'm I'm ready because I think the main character is probably going to end up dead or insane or she's like kind of insane. Yeah, actually. a little bit. Yeah, kind of did. And and they did sort of do this. Spoiler alert! They did sort of an ending where for a moment you felt like that was. And I was I was watching that. I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know that's how this is going to end. It's got to end that way. And then I I don't remember the exact details of the ending, but they did do a little flip there at the end mm-hmm. and. Which was nice. Um, it was, was kind of nice to be ready for a dark ending and to have something kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sort of kind of okay good happen. Ending? Kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> and it? that's another thing about it. It was like, it was, that was a good ending. But yeah, it's still like, oh, she's going to be messed up for a long time to come. <laughs> and trust me, she doesn't disappoint in this next She game. doesn't do any like victory laps at the end of that. You know? no, there's no victory laps. <laughs> there's no like patting each other on the back. There's yeah, no I don't like, like See, that for me, the exact opposite of, of uh, Jessica Jones is like the, uh, is like Captain America. Like, I cannot stand Captain, you know, the, the is, am I getting the right character? It's the Captain America, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. That's not a bad movie. I enjoyed that movie. Okay. <laughs> I like the first one a little bit better than I do the rest. But yeah. The one that I saw... Civil War just is the most foul concoction of a film I've ever seen. I can't get through it. It's on Netflix right now, and it's on my list of movies Don't to watch, and I can't, I can't do it. It's just one trope after another, and yeah, it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's just bad. I, I've, I've gotten about a third of the way through it, and occasionally I'll pull it up, and I'll go, okay, this time I'm going to do it. I'm just going to make it through this thing and watch it finally, and, and it's just like I get 15 minutes into it, and I'm like, yeah. God, I can't do it. Civil War was interesting. Uh, not Civil War. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier was interesting because it's that uh, dichotomy me of uh, like what exactly is terrorism um who do we call terrorists why do we call them that and and what does the state actually control and what does it mean to us and that those were the subjects that were kind of coming up especially well in figure this day and age where we have you know uh uh, you know papaya pinochet in the fucking white house uh and you know we he wants to have the United States Army and Navy and Marines march through Washington, D.C. with tanks and everything. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, this is, he is displaying uh, traits of a despot. Mm-hmm. 
and and it, I find it fascinating that there is you know staunch patriots that and and uh, Americans that uh, really are behind him no matter what. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. Yeah. You know, and that's it's fascinating to me that that dichotomy of like how much are these people who call themselves patriots willing to put up? Because I am the exact opposite. I'm not a patriot. I, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I have no yeah. problem with that. Um, but uh, I do love the culture I come from. Uh, there is much about our culture that I think is absolutely fucking Yeah, but amazing. see, there was a time in our country where that's what the definition of a patriot was. And somehow it, it somehow like in the starting in the eighties and very slowly through the nineties and what it, Reagan era? Yeah, it suddenly turned into you have, have seen to American agree, Psycho. Yeah, you have to agree with everything about American culture and about American politics, or you're you know then it became that instead. It became you have to just go yeah. along and not question any of it or criticize any of it. Otherwise, you're not a you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. Absolutely, but it's the, the the funny thing about the '80s and what you're exactly what you're talking about is the people in the '60s and '70s that were uh, um, uh, shoving copious amounts of cocaine up their nose and smoking weed, but it believed in free love and 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 equality for women and equality for non-whites. All of these people then flipped in the '80s, and now all of a sudden they're these people. That's because they got tax breaks. <laughs> But but that's the point. That's my point, and it, that's really what's kind of hit hits home in uh, um, the the not Civil War uh, Winter Soldier. Okay, is is that you know where where do we begin? Where do we end in that spectrum? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you can. I guess I can see how you got that out of it. But for me, it was just I felt like you know what you were saying about um, about Civil War, which is I just felt like. There were too many. Oh, it's in shapes because it's a fucking comic book. Yeah, it's there's no there's no like subtlety whatsoever. You know, it became it's a comic it, book. It came movie. down to you know we're gonna it's uh, they they had the giant machine that was gonna destroy everything. Uh, you know, civil, civilization as we knew it. It even had the countdown clock. You know, and the fight taking place on it. You're looking at me like I'm describing the wrong movie. I think you are. <laughs> I think you're describing Ultron or something. I don't know. Um, Captain America at the end, he's fighting a guy up on the giant, uh, like uh, yeah, he's fighting Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, the the, sh- the ship that's floating you know, that, above the that city. That guy becomes Captain America, right? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I am. I'm going to admit that I'm not up to speed on my Captain America trivia. Neither am I. That you know as much as I do now. I, I've never been a superhero fan, so until they came out with movies that were actually half decent and fun to watch, yeah. I was never a fucking. I was like, I liked Spider-Man, uh, the comics when I was a kid. I used to, I used to get a lot of Spider-Man comics, and I wish I still had some of the ones that I had back then. I liked they were all cool. the antiheroes. Yeah, Wolverine. Okay. Uh, Punisher. Yeah. That was pretty much it. <laughs> the idea was not those. into superheroes. Not a lot of those. <laughs> I was not. No, no, there really isn't. I was into comic books like The Sandman and and uh, um, yeah, I uh, Shade that. the Changing Man. Did you ever read that? Shade the Changing Man. No, a great one. Um, Never heard of that. Uh, Love and Rockets was a great series. Um, uh, oh, I guess I can throw my. I guess. Swamp Thing is would be an anti-hero. Swamp Thing was very much like that. I never got into Swamp Thing, but. Um, uh, there was uh, a few issues of Swamp Thing. I think I might have. Yeah. Um, the whole Alan Moore run is the Alan like Moore amazing. Run was really good, and I did read it. I, yeah. I don't own it, and I've never owned it. I borrowed it from a friend and then read it. And yeah. That yeah. was thirty years ago, and I don't fucking remember any of it. But 
it's funny he kind of recycled that whole storyline with the uh the dr manhattan in uh watchmen oh the watchmen see i I do own the Watchmen. i bought it twice now yeah two three times now yeah and because the fucking book keeps falling apart yeah uh, but <laughs> but uh um no it, it's it's that's a great i'm overdue yeah. to read that's one of those things i pick up every three four years and just read it again I yeah, I really should. And yeah. I finally picked up V for Vendetta, which, wow, that's oh, a yeah? fucking great book. Yeah. The I movie's tried... wonderful. I love the movie. Yeah. But the movie is like uh, the Reader's Digest version of the, the book. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of that, for our non-American listeners, uh, Reader's Digest was a, <laughs> uh, a small periodical that would come out once a month that would have a, a crushed up book in it. And several of those, they would crush a book into like seventeen chapters, or seven chapters really, and then just put somehow, that in a book. Somehow we turned Stephen King's It into a three-page summary. Exactly, <laughs> it's the cliff notes of fucking novels. Here's but the, I remember reading it. I totally remember reading. They had some. Stuff. They I had used, some cool stuff. I remember my parents used to get like the the books. Remember every every year they would do like their the biggest books of the year, and it would be like this proper hardbound oh. book yeah. of Reader's Digest books, <laughs> and it would be like instead of just five or six books yeah. in the Reader's Digest, it yeah. would be uh, like. 10 of them or 20 of them. I always like the little uh, anecdotes. Like they would have the, they had several different pages of, of you know, like reader submitted and like funny little stories. Yeah. And um, I always thought those were kind of cool. That's, a, that's my guilty I think pleasure. I read those, but I, <laughs> yeah. it was in the 90s. I, I, always, I always thought they were just very funny. I mean, a lot of them were actually very, very funny stories. Um, but that's all I remember of Reader's Digest. I don't remember any of the, you know, the condensed versions of, of books or anything like that, but. Yeah, that was my whole Reader's Digest experience. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's yeah. What did I you think I, of the Watchmen movie? I loved it. I, did I thought too. they did a great fucking job. I don't know why people rag on that movie so much. I stayed away from it because so many the people freaked out. The ending's completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the point's but the same. The, you know what? The, the ending worked for a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The ending in the comic book doesn't work for a film. Right. It just right. won't. Yeah. So, spoilers. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no giant octopus in the movie. Sorry. Or yeah, whatever no it giant was. octopus. There is a giant blue cock in the movie. So, you know what? <laughs> Pick your fucking battles, bitches. Pick your fucking battles. You know, it's funny. It's like you color something like that blue and you don't even really pay, you don't even pay attention to yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's like, it's it's now it's no longer real. It's yeah, just yeah. a giant smurf cock. <laughs> and whatever. After I, yeah, and after I watched that, I, and I got like partway into the movie and I, that's when I, it suddenly occurred to me. I was like... Is that is that accurate? It's not really to like the that? third watching you really I know. see the cock. I know. It was, it was like, wait a minute, is, did they actually have the actor do that? And I had to actually go look it up. No, it turns out it was CG. Yeah, it's all CG. Yeah, but um, you know, um, it was just kind of funny how it just gets past. I mean, they they actually had that in the trailer too. I remember people freaking out about that. It's like they actually had a, a shot of him. They had to. I think they had to re-edit the trailer because of the freaking out about it. Yes, I believe they did. It was like a shot of him, like in an, in some room somewhere, floating above everybody in the room, and um, so they had to, you know, because uh, nobody can handle a, a blue penis. Oh, well, because you know, tits and 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 pussy and ass is fine, but as soon as a cock dawns, even the nobody's, head of a cock dawns. Nobody's ever film, seen one of those. It's Jeff. just everything shuts down. 
down like that's too gay. I'm a It's not even realistic. It's just like it doesn't matter if it's realistic or not. Like what we were watching, uh, uh, Future Man, which is uh, Hulu original, yeah. yeah, which is a great fucking ridiculous, amazing. It's think about like Back to the Future, if it was done by the same people who did Happy, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, um, have you seen Happy? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen oh, okay. it. Okay, I'll fucking watch it. It's so okay. good. Okay, um, but no, it's this Gonzo ridiculous like. Time travel, like kid who plays video games gets sucked into the thing, and then yeah. blah, blah, weird shit happens, and then he has to travel kind of th- kind of through time, but he has these two people from the future they're traveling with. It's <laughs> fucking just ridiculous and out of the fucking gonzo shit. Yeah. Well, there's nude scenes of men in it. Yeah. And I remember watching it because I was letting my daughter watch it, and it's just this gonzo ridiculous thing, and and so <laughs> the, of course there's him. Uh, in one of the uh, w- in time travel, like people can get fucked up and like their body parts switch. Yeah. Like at one point, the woman's arm ends up on the guy, and the guy's arm ends up on the woman, and sh- they're like, "Fuck!" You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing this kind of shit. And well, at one point, like the the big badass dude, his cock ends up on the like our main character, like normal oh, dude, Jesus. and he's like, "Oh my god, I've never been this big!" Like, what happened to my dick? <laughs> and they actually, there's this point. Where the main character with that cock meets oh the other one, God. and they're both naked. And <laughs> it's like, where did you get that? <laughs> so it's fucking hilarious. Hey, that looks familiar. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. Tell but it's tell it I said show. hi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great anything with David Keith in it. I'll watch. So yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, I'm to go back to Watchmen though. I, I I actually avoided the movie intentionally because I heard all the freaking out about it, you know about how bad it was, and I thought, God, I I want to watch it, but I don't want to have I don't want to watch a, a complete you know destruction of this thing that I love. Yeah. And then I'm I'm watching it, and literally, it is almost like um, like they did parts of it. It felt like almost frame for frame. Like a remake of the of the comic, like a filmed version, like from the same angles and stuff as the comic. And I'm, I'm like, uh, if this sucks, then the comic sucks because it's like it's so like, you know, and then when exactly. I, I, I ask people, you know, well, what did you hate about it? And I get these really esoteric like um, it's, you know, it's just come on. It's like a film. It's it's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a condensed thing. It's got a it's got it can't do exactly. You know what is that like a four hundred page graphic novel? It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's a it's, it's an big. investment in time to read that thing, and it's uh, so you, good. It's you, so worth a read. And yeah, and I, I've never been one of those people that's been. And they did. What's What's nice is they kind of modernized it. I mean, in the in the the comic book oh, itself, yeah, it's yeah. very rooted in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Extremely rooted, especially the Thatcher eighties. It's extremely rooted in that kind of Reagan yeah. Thatcher eighties. Yeah. And th- I think they kind of modernized it and kind of forgot a little bit about that and didn't go so much into the politics yeah. that the comic book necessarily goes into yeah. as they do societal issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. I to me, a a, a movie just has to capture the spirit of the story. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read, I had read Lord of the Rings before I saw the movies, and the movies are significantly different. They compress and omit lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, but but they, 
capture the spirit. I mean, I've always said that Peter Jackson has the right to claim like spiritual ownership of that now. Mm-hmm. He Absolutely. he did. He nailed it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I don't care if Tom Bombadil didn't make it into the final. You know, I, know. So I, I was don't give a shit about that. That's one of my favorite parts of the yeah, book. Yeah, who cares? It's that like book. it's a movie. Yeah, you know, there's people sitting on their butts. My for... biggest disappointment about the Lord of the Rings was the uh, uh, relationship between uh, uh, Faramir and uh, what's her name? I can't remember. Oh, oh, um, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't you know who I'm name. talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, um, that whole relationship with uh, I think it's. Pippin, I think, is the one that ends up in Gondor. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, uh, yeah. that whole the, like that that three way kind of conversation and relationship and like the discoveries and yeah. you, I thought that was one of the most beautiful parts of that particular book. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is Return of the King, which yeah. is my favorite of all three of them. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching that, and even in the extended version, they kind of they really compressed the hell out of that. Yeah, but um, still. You know, I mean, they, and there are actually parts where Peter Jackson kind of improved things a little bit. There was the the part after, oh, I can't remember the details. I had just read the book for the first time ever a few a few months before I watched the movies. Really? Yeah. You'd never read the books? I couldn't get through them D&D when I was younger. Guy? No, I know. I couldn't get through them when I was younger because, because of J.R.R. Tolkien's writing style. Uh, he has very, I mean, have you ever read Beowulf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which he has kind of that same meter yeah. in tone <laughs> of, of like, in, like, the Odyssey. Have you ever read the Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's tough to get fucking through. It is. But it is you know what? Hard. It's worth every fucking word yeah, yeah. to get through it. But he has that kind of same meter of, of like, oh, Jesus, still walking. Why are we on this page? <laughs> I remember giving it a shot. Somebody loading me um, the Fellowship of the Ring. And I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't read it until I was an adult either. Yeah. So well, I I should have read it earlier, but in middle school, somebody loaned me the Fellowship of the Ring, and I and I got sixteen, seventeen pages in. I need to find this passage because I remember the very moment I'm reading this thing, and I and I'm just a little ways in, and he spends an entire paragraph describing like Bilbo's garden. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. these flowers, and then this is running through the flowers, and they're climbing up this. You know, it's, it's like I. Don't give a fuck about any of this. It's like uh, George George R. R. Martin's um, over description of food. You know, whenever yeah, there's the somebody, awesome. I know, but whenever somebody eats in the Song of Fire and Ice, it is like a half a page description of everything that was like, okay, I'm ready to eat now. <laughs> I'm gonna put the book down and go get something to eat. It's um, that's kind of genius though. But it, it, you, it you is. don't read that thing about Bilbo's garden and then want to go yeah. garden. No, so that, <laughs> that, that, I think therein lies the difference. I think I was just too young and impatient, and it was like I just read. I would have never been able to read them. I, I just read a massive paragraph about Bilbo's garden, and I don't give a fuck. And that—that's yeah. the moment I remember. That moment, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to read this crap. And so yeah. I put it aside. I think I read them. Maybe uh, it was announced that Lord of the Rings was being filmed. Yeah. So it was like the late nineties, early two thousands when I started reading those books. Uh, as far as fantasy when I was young, my big the thing the one that I loved and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this because what? they're so fucking sexist. Um is the Gore series by John Norman. Oh yeah. You uh, you remember those? I remember those. I remember the T V or the movie. 
Did you ever watch the movie? No, I didn't know there was a movie. Oh my god! Okay, well you're I'm in have to... for an '80s ridiculous booby <gasps> oh, treat. It's an '80s movie. Wow, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. this is going to get even better with a bodybuilder for the main character. Oh so you know god. the acting is spot the fuck. Oh on. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a terrible fucking movie. But I love terrible movies, so we'll 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 skip oh, that wow. whole. Discussion. I had no. I literally, I'm I'm kind of freaking out a little bit right now because I I I guess I I guess I'm glad I didn't watch it because. I'd probably be a fan of it right now and I'd be defending it. <laughs> no, there's no defense of it whatsoever. But those books, I I loved them purely for the story and the concept of, you know, getting to the See, I love the Conan books, which is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I had read They're some exactly stuff. Exactly the same. I, I love some of the, that stuff. I think I read like three, maybe three of the con- yeah. Conan books when I was a kid. And then I got into the comics. Yeah. And they the comics were a full size, like magazine size comic. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. And I still have them. I loved those. Those were some of my favorite comics when I was a kid. I started collecting those at like 11 years old at the grocery store. They would always have those. That and the Nom. The Nom was another one that was, you know, magazine size. Yeah. That was me. Um, I used to collect um, Epic Illustrated. You ever heard of that one? Nope. Very uh, short run magazine, but it had some amazing stuff in it. And I think it was one of those instances of just being a little too far ahead of its time, you know. And it was just like it wasn't didn't get enough of an audience. I think it went hmm. for about maybe ninety issues or so, and finally died. See, I feel the same way about Mobius, but Mobius was huge. They had stuff, yeah. They had stuff in there from, uh, yeah. Um, it was Mobius that same. was a great, but it was a French uh, magazine, yeah, that had usually several short stories in it. But those short stories were uh, part of a. In a series, yeah, and so every month you would have at least two well, or three of the short stories that were series, right. and then other ones that were just simply short stories. And the 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 uh, the comic books or the comic books, the, another magazine. It was a magazine size, yeah. Uh, but uh, every story was by a different artist and a different writer. Yeah, so yeah, they that's were what, all that's a what, little bit different. That's what Epic Illustrated was. Oh. and they would always bring it. Now it was like the highbrow version of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like they would. I they would heavy do, metal too. Yeah, I liked heavy metal as well. And creepy, which was like a horror magazine. You ever heard of that one? Mm-mm. That was another short, short lived one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved the the full size comic magazines mm-hmm. like that. And um, Epic was was fantastic. It I was, remember when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, they did a revival of like um, Tales of the Crypt type. Comic books. Oh yeah, yeah. The magazines. They yeah. did a. They did several of those, and I loved those. I would love. Yeah, I need to. It's always been my goal to go out and find compilations of those and just buy them up. Oh, you can still find them. You could just yeah. go on eBay. Trust me, you can find whole lots of that stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll do it that way. I did that same thing um, uh, one year for my dad, who loves uh, westerns. Yeah. Because he grew up in that time. He grew up in the 40s and 50s, yeah. which was the time of the Westerns. Right. Um, and there was a bunch of these Reader's Digest style or that kind of style Western little magazines. Yeah, yeah. I bought them a whole lot. It was like six or seven, maybe ten of them. Yeah. Um, that were just a whole bunch of just short stories of all Westerns. And they were all from like 1954 to 1962. Yeah, and he cool. just ate them up. Right, it was absolutely amazing to see his face. I hadn't seen that face 
since I was a kid, like at Christmas, right. you know, to see my dad like so like, oh my god, this is so awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was very cool to see that. That is cool. One of the things I've always wanted to go out and get was the uh, early issues of uh, Mad Magazine, oh, which yeah. started That'd off as cool. a comic. Mm-hmm. It was originally a comic, and its star artist at the time was Harvey Kurtzman. And I don't know if you know that name or not. He's got a, may, a, but... a super chaotic, cluttered style. Like, you open up the, the pages of, of a comic that he's drawn, and it is just... It is, like, so cluttered, like you Ar- can't take uh, it What in. was the, the Italian guy's name? Argonis? He did in Mad Magazine. He oh, did Sergio like, Argonas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, one yeah. of my favorites from that. That's similar. Yeah, similar in style. Yeah. Um, he, um, but yeah, Harvey Kurtzman was like uh, early Mad and Mad Magazine early on would do like short um, seven to eight page story type things where they would spoof some genre of something mm-hmm. or some aspect of, of American life and it would just be a comic book. And, um, I am so I I think that is like the coolest thing. It's like Why haven't a you gone on to gem. eBay and looked this stuff I, up? You know because I because I have actually done that before, and I only ever find like really pricey, you know, like two hundred dollars for you know. Um, there's yeah, a, but you would probably get like twenty seven of those magazines. I, yeah. That's <laughs> maybe thing. maybe. But then I'd have to have the conversation with Deanne about why I just spent two hundred bucks. On um, here's here's One, a big secret: I have a sixty-five inch four K TV in my car right now yeah. that I spent a significant amount of money on. Yeah, um, and they can be pricey. New fucking TV. Yeah, um, it, not significant. It's a Vizio. Yeah. Um, and while I, I'm I'm at the store like googling stuff, and people are like, "Can I help you?" In a minute, <laughs> <laughs> like looking up the TV and like reviews and yeah. stuff, I'm like. Okay, this could be the one. Yeah, and I'm like, so is this 65? This is this price. And he's like, yeah, and you just scan stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, put it in the car. <laughs> of course, we had to take it out of the box to put it in my car because it was so fucking big. Oh jeez. Yeah, so it still has like the 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 wrap around it, and yeah. you got the the cardboard with the the padding all around it. But <laughs> it, you know, it's still it's just out of the box. It had, but it looks like it's still in the box. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but it's sitting in my car. It's a 65-inch 4K TV. So I'm wondering what my wife Ooh. will do when I get home. Yeah. Um, trying to lug this TV upstairs. So, right. yeah. luckily, TVs aren't quite as heavy as they once were. No, they're not even not even close. The biggest TV we ever owned was a huge one that we bought for Mason when he was little. That he connected to his computer because he used to like to play games. So it was like the coolest setup in the house. It was like he had a really nice computer. He had like this huge screen in his bedroom. So you'd go in and he'd be playing games. And it was just this huge. I was like, man, this is like the stuff I used to dream about when mm-hmm. I was a kid, you know. And he's playing these games. And unfortunately, you know, as as is the, you know, you buy something like that for a little kid. And they get rowdy and knock it off their desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, that's but uh, that's happened to my daughter because uh, my daughter has a PS3. Our old because we have a PS4 upstairs, and yeah. my daughter got the, inherited the PS3, which I bought fucking used on eBay. <laughs> um, but uh, um, and you know what, it still works like a champ. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So uh, she has that PS3 with uh, I put a, set up a computer monitor and a couple of computer speakers for that, mm-hmm. and it's all set up nice. But it's on the shelf. Yeah. And every once in a while, one of her little friends or her will come over and they'll get a little rowdy in the room. <laughs> All that shit just falls on the oh, ground. And I'm like, oh, there it goes $400 worth of fun. <laughs> and then I reiterate to my my daughter, you know what? 
you know, how many allowances this is. This is two years' worth of allowances right here. How do you feel about that? Would you like to owe me? She already owes me $20 more in allowance. So she has like four or five weeks without any fucking money coming to her. Yeah. So she's already pissed about it because she did it herself. <laughs> so it's kind of my way of teaching her how credit works and you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're in debt. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and, and so I tell her how much all this comes. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't don't make me get the and, capital. And now one now she's here. like, don't go near that. Don't go near that. <laughs> she's so fucking paranoid. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's funny. It's her, it's my job to teach her about real life, and real life is real fucked up when it comes to that. So yeah, you know what are you gonna do? I I apologize, but I really have to pee. I do too. So why don't you go? All first right, let's go together. Not. Can you pause that? Pause it. We're gonna we're gonna we'll just, we're gonna just cross we'll just, streams. We'll just take the microphones with us and we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll report on the uh, <laughs> on how things work. Out. No, you don't want to cross streams, fucking guy. No, it's not I like probably we have to touch don't want it. Just have to cross streams. I no. <laughs> I can't believe you've never done that. I've never done that. I was uh, in the bathroom with somebody once, and they peed in the sink. I had a f- a friend that liked to cross the streams. No, he didn't like to cross streams. But we we were using the bathroom at the same time once. I think at a fast food place somewhere, Taco Bell. We were drunk. Was that the year of the troughs? Because you know, back in the day, we only had troughs to piss oh, in. No, no. No. I think it was the Taco Bell in Aberdeen, but I was using. I was being. Of course, in the it toilet. was the Taco Bell in Aberdeen. I was because being what's in Aberdeen? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. That's what I believe in Aberdeen. They call that Mexican place. <laughs> <laughs> that place that serves authentic Mexican food. <laughs> but he was. Uh, I was peeing, and he had to go really bad, so he just went in the sink. <laughs> and to this day, when I use a public restroom sink, I can't help but think about. What may have happened in this sink before I chose to wash? My exactly. Hands. One of my last visits to uh, the the kingdom when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, me and my dad had to go potty, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was my story of uh, you know being a little kid and uh, fucking you know you're you're just the right height to see a bunch of dick. That's, <laughs> that's all you see is like a line of dicks left and right. Stuck in the middle of dick with you, um, but uh, that's I'm, all you really see. But I'm there sorry was that uh, that we turned around to wash our hands. There was some dude because all the these weird communal urinals, eh, kind of rhymed. Uh, communal urinals were uh, uh, filled up with people. This guy was pissing in the sink, oh, and of course, people are like washing their hands, looking at this guy like, "What the fuck you doing?" Yeah, and yeah, we didn't use the sink. Yeah, I wouldn't use the sink. <laughs> Skip the sink on so, that visit. I'm sorry, but that shit happened. So, did we rape the wingman bre- ringman we brewers? Wingman. What thr- about Illuminati? I think we did. Oh, oh, yeah, the Illuminati, Illuminati was last one. Yeah, Illuminati. Um, that's that's pr- approaching four. Yeah, I would give that it was, a four. It was flavorful. It had a great mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, it was. I just said mouthfeel. Um, <laughs> it was really fucking good. It was really damn. Let good. me feel your mouth, Jeff. Um, but yeah, that How was that uh, feel for you. They did. Uh, they did a great job. No, they did a great job, and they have a huge list of beers on tap. Though. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know you got previous engagements tomorrow, but might well, be one place me and the with stop at we'll and see the how, kidling. We'll see how that works. And then out. Little nerdlet follows <laughs> us around. But yeah, what were we talking about aside from pissing before? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> this chair is not um, impressing me. No, I'm not that crazy about it. And it could be that it's because <gasps> we're following something that was actually impressive. 
Yeah, which was the Illuminati. Um, I just poured No Lies Brew, No Lie Brew House, March fourth. Mm-hmm. I think it's a play on March Madness. It's a citrus IPA, yeah. which I should have. I don't saw not get citrus any... IPA and went. Oh, that's probably a bad idea for Jack. I'm not getting any citrus in this. Are you? Nope. Uh, maybe there's romance copy. Oh, here we oh, go. There is. <laughs> and now, romance copy with Jeff. You're holding an IPA that isn't afraid to stand out in a crowd. I'm just going to go quiet for a moment. It's packed with big floral hops from beep, 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 beep. Uh, the Northwest that collide with zesty orange peel for a fresh blast of citrus at the finish. It finishes on citrus. No, it doesn't. So take a lesson from this beer. Be yourself and bravely march forth into the world. I love No Lie. Uh, I do too. But this is not the greatest beer they've ever come No, out. I wouldn't say that this would be a good representation of that. I've, we've had a couple different things by them on the podcast oh, previously. Remember the, uh, um, what was it, the Airwolf? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Michael Jan Vincent? Yeah, like right, right. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I remember that. Um, and I remember No Lie was, I believe, are these, these the guys that are in North Carolina, right? Am I thinking of the right, same place? Nope. Can I see it? You're thinking Spokane. Spokane? Uh, these guys in Spokane? Yeah, I went to their brew house. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. Spokane. There's Spokane. somebody else that has a similar name to them. Okay. Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> Spokompton? It's pronounced Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, I know we've had Native no lie on before, and this is uh, probably not a good representation of what they're No, it really well. isn't. I mean, it's it's. I could see if this was the first beer we had, this probably be pretty good, but it's mm. all in perspective of the last beer you had, and not. Well, you know that's fair though. You gotta, you know, if it was a better beer, it would stand up better. So it's I I give this probably about a two. Wait, did you just say if it was a better beer, it would stand up better? It would stand up better <laughs> next to a better beer, better, more per, better ish. Someone's gonna walk the dog. <laughs> All right. No, I mowed the lawn today. I'm not doing anything I else. <laughs> I like to mow the lawn. This was the mowing the lawn, though. I, I'm not just mowing the lawn today. This was the first mow of the of spring, which is where it's basically a field in the backyard, and so getting the lawn mower to go through it is a massive pain in the ass. Did you pull down your trousers and just drag your asshole across the lawn? Because that's tradition at, as well. At no point. It's tradition here in the United States for uh, when you first mow the lawn, yeah. you should pull down your pants and your underwear. Or in England, it's your trousers and your pants. Um, and uh, just drag your asshole all the way across the lawn. I, I, I've never heard of this tradition. and I'm probably He has. N- he just doesn't want to admit it because it's slightly <laughs> embarrassing for the United States. But it's something we do. Okay, so <laughs> no, I did not do that. But I maybe I'll start. See, that was your problem. Maybe if you'd I'll done start. That, the grass wouldn't have been as high. <laughs> I have an annoying lawnmower. My lawnmower this smells will, and tastes like dog food. It smells. You know what it actually smells like to me? Dog food. It smells like macaroni and cheese, like cheap macaroni what and the cheese fuck to me. Cheap macaroni and cheese? Are you eating? It smells like know. dog food. 
I hate it to say like that. It smells like dry dog food. I always... If you go over and take a whip out of your dog's bowl right now, and yeah. it had dog food in it, and then took a drink of this, okay. you would f- taste notes. I, I, I see what you're talking... I do actually see what you're talking about, yeah. but for me, it just reminds me of, like, a Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I don't know, which is you know if it's if if it's craft macaroni and cheese and it smells like that, that's fine. But if you're a craft beer, ooh, there's a craft and craft there. There's just like some sort of weird uh, universal connection there between C the and K. Yeah, I hate I. You know what? My least favorite thing on the podcast is when we have a a bad beer from a company that's good. I because I, I these guys no lie is awesome. They are. But they, we've had it's just not a beer we're appreciating at this time. Not really. You guys can do better. And speaking of which, <laughs> oh my god, it's like you're talking to your child. You know what? I think you could do better. I think if you just focused, you guys need to make better choices next time, okay? Because this time, this was not a success. This was not a success. It was a um, suck. It was an excess. <laughs> Putting the suck in success. Yeah, um, that reminds me of this weekend. We had some. Uh, I picked up a couple of bottles of Gilgamesh brewing to bring. Oh to the my game. god, La- that's true at the D and D game last yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was a huge disappointment. I'm not that exactly was a fail sure. with a capital F. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't buy more. I mean, I was tempted to buy more than that. You know, and well, Gilgamesh like, traditionally has been some of our favorite stuff. I mean, it's been really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe Gilgamesh is pretty much a local brew, isn't it? Um, where is Gilgamesh? I don't know where oh, Gilgamesh they're, they're is. Out of Oregon. Oh, they're okay. Out of Oregon. Relatively local. <laughs> but we had the, the Oedipus Northwest. IPA and the Doug Ferocious IPA. Oh, my God. And the Doug Ferocious one, I think, was probably the quite possibly one of the most obnoxious tasting. Like, it's a, it was a flavored beer. It had, a, uh, uh, I guess, like a fir tree. Had a piney flavor. Piney flavor. Yeah, that's it was for sure. Yeah. And you know what? When you add too much to the piney flavor, it's not good, man. It's just no, the, no. It's good they, on a tree. They overdid. Maybe good in a grouse, like a blue, good blue grouse. If yeah. you're up above, you know, yeah. three thousand feet or so. Yeah. Uh, but not so much in the brews. No, that was a that was a real letdown. And so yeah, so same with no lie. Sorry guys. Salud, no lie. We're still going to finish these beers. Keep doing what you're doing. We're going we're gonna to force them down. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Aren't you just a good boy? As I'm continuing, you shouldn't have pooped on the garbage. I'm continuing with the parent theme here. I'm, I'm trying to be positive and encourage better choices next time. <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they're a good brew house, and I really like their establishment. Their establishment was awesome. Yeah. But how often do we find ourselves in Spokane? Uh, never. Illuminati. Where, so when did they open up? Um, I don't know. They just kind of snuck let's in. Let's jump and to a better brewery. <laughs> right they were just kind of an unknown, just kind of came out of nowhere, right? And this is like a... So yet, it seems like a promising, a, another promising brewery in Bellingham. It is. It, um, I, this is the first time I've been to their place. And it's not very far from your house, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you head down is uh, Hannigan okay. to Division. And then oh, all okay. the way down division until it turns, and then that's pretty much where you are. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's not huh. that far away. It's it's around the corner in Kitty Corner from uh, the Humane Society over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, hmm. uh, it's in super industrial kind of area. Yeah. Uh, for any place. Um, I but, was just uh, I was just there today. Actually, I had to drop off my wife, but got a new phone, and so we had to. We were returning the old phone to Verizon because they're buying it from us because it's still in good shape. 
or we're getting like a, some money back for it. And I showed up. They, the UPS shipping center is over there. Oh, so I had to yeah. go drop the box off, and it was really weird. I got out of my car, and one of the UPS employees comes running out of the door. And he comes running up to me. He goes, you just dropping off? <laughs> I was like, what? This fucking service, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the parking lot. I was like, yeah? Can I see your ID? I know you're in a brown shirt and shorts. <laughs> no, yeah, he was legitimate. He was he was dressed up. He was like. He was dressed up. <laughs> just dressed the part, and you he was like right. any American. Right. So I just gave away an iPhone today. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, yeah, he grabbed it. He goes, do you need a receipt? I was like, no, that's, that's fine. And he goes, running back into the store. I was like. That was probably the most surreal drop off I've ever done. At the, the thing you didn't see was the like lines of cocaine that were right inside the store. <laughs> <sighs> There's somebody in the parking lot. Somebody in the parking lot. Go go go, oh go, God, go 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 go. <laughs> Sir, are you dropping off or picking up? Well, if that's uh, you know if that's what it takes to get good service out of you. You need receipts. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Okay, enjoy your day. Yeah, but I know that I know that part of Bellingham that you're talking about. It's very, um, it's weird. It's like a, a industrial. Part, yeah, it's and it's kind of in transition too because there's like certain like a McDonald's popped up over there. Yeah, but the McDonald's and that gas station have been there a long time because that yeah it's fucking busy. Because once in a while when I go shopping like after work and stuff, yeah. I'll take that way home. Yeah, because it's kind of a shortcut to. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Because you I can, can skip up the, like uh, Sunset right. Square and all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I I take that and it goes out and around and yeah, the yeah, county yeah. and and then boom I hit Mount Baker Highway and take off. Right, right. But no, I take that and you don't know how busy Hannigan and that that whole area is. And of course they open a McDonald's and, and <laughs> there's like uh, two taco stands. There's like two uh, espresso joints there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's all kinds of shit there. Yeah. Yeah, but now we have a, a winery slash uh, cidery slash brewery right there. It's in that area, so Illuminati. Okay, right. I'll have to go check that out. This is no. I had to use Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> and she took me there. But well, it is the Illuminati. You're in the, need in the immortal words of Madonna, you're gonna need some. He took me there. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like a virgin. You take me there, Google. <laughs> you take me there. Well, Just like a dream. So, what are we going to rate the no lie? Because we are coming up to the end of the. the this is a two. Yeah, a generous. I'm being generous and giving it a two. Mm-hmm. Really, it tastes like you just soaked a bunch of dog food in orange juice. Yeah, the more you say that, the more it tastes like it. So stop saying that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I think it's, I just pooped a little. <laughs> it's our new Alpo IPA. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, we'll have to give it. But nonetheless, uh, a lot of the beer we've had today was very good. I tried the monkey's uncle, or what is the fuck? The golden Golden monkey. Monkey. Still haven't had that Um, on the podcast. I've had it for a while. Try it. See if you like it. I'm I'm very curious to see your uh, here. See, 
see your opinion on it. Um, I expect <laughs> to see, have you post on Friendface in simple images of your feeling about this beer. Uh, <laughs> in simple images? Wow, okay. That's a challenge, man. I, I don't know if I can come up to that. Uh, Actually, there's a board game called Mysterium out there that I really want to get. And yeah. the premise of the board game is this. Yeah. You have a one person who is the ghost, okay? Somebody okay. who's been murdered. Oh. And the ghost is trying to tell the detectives, which is the rest of the players, who murdered them. But they have to use only cards that have images on them. Uh, oh. That's interesting. So I, That sounds like a game I would like. Uh, no, seriously, it looks like an amazing game. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's it, but that's that's the premise of the game, and it go, you go through several like phases of the game, and you you as the ghost, you're not allowed to speak, and you're yeah. simply just like face down, hand every player one image yeah. every round, yeah. and so they're trying to write down or trying to figure out like. So is okay, this based on like a like horror like? Because so, there's a lot of classic horror movies with that kind of theme, like the ghost trying to reach I, somebody. I think to tell they them. may have like watched some of that stuff. And, so can and, the characters get like can the players get killed off? No, they don't necessarily get killed off. Okay, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think the car- I don't think the players get killed off. Okay, but I think uh, the murder can go unsolved. Okay, okay. so <laughs> if no one <laughs> solves, it. there was a lot of movies like that back in the like the early eighties, mm-hmm. late seventies. Um, the first one that comes oh, to mind, sixties Hammer Films was big on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but just the the somebody was killed in this house. And they're trying to communicate it with the mm-hmm. the new owners, you know, and, and that kind of thing. images and the horror, you know, the owners are horrified. Yeah, you know, I just watched. I started watching a movie called The Disappointments Room, that was basically like a throwback to that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I couldn't get through the movie. And I yeah, thought, it's supposed to be terrible. It, it got the most horrendous reviews. The really sad thing is the first half hour is absolutely freaking. It just brilliant because you're like the first half hour of it you're like wow i'm really into this this is really cool and it's because it's kind of a, it is kind of a throwback to the old um to those old horror movies of, from the 70s of we're yeah. we're a we're a normal family moving into this old house for some bizarre reason and they had a great reason which was the woman was a was a um, celebrated architect and so she wanted to buy an old place and fix it up and so yeah. i was like that's kind of a cool that's a that's believable i could believe that you know, and then she's like exploring the house, and she finds, she pushes like this old armoire out of the way of uh, pushes it uh, sideways on a wall, and she discovers like a door that's locked. Yeah. And she's like, "This isn't on the plans. There's no room up here. What's going on?" And she's like looking through the keyhole, and she can see a window, and she's like, "What is? What is this?" You know, and she gets really obsessive about it, and uh, turns out it's like the. I'm going to spoil the whole movie because it's not worth watching because after that first half hour setup that's really brilliant, it just devolves into the worst horror, like, cliches. And st- they had such a great setup. It's re- it was really sad. And I went on to Rotten Tomatoes, and across the board, I have never seen this in my life, across the board, all of the professional critics hated it. There wasn't a single person in there who gave it a good review. It was like five pages no, I, I, of professional. Because I was very excited about that film. Yeah. Because I remember it was coming out. And yeah. when I saw that exact thing yeah. where all my reviewers, the, the like three or four that I, they, that I follow, yeah. were like, no. 
no, 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 no. I know. <laughs> and I and, and I got about forty about forty five minutes into the movie and I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like it got so bad mm-hmm. in that fifteen minute stretch. You know, one of the things with horror movies is they've gotta leave you it's gotta be ambiguous about whether the characters are really seeing the things that they're seeing, or maybe the character's like a little off mentally. Right. Well, uh, yes and no. I think I think I really do think it, it depends on the horror film. Uh, I think there mm-hmm. should be some semblance okay. of mystery to the 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 main plot and subject. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that the 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 character themselves are going through something that could be in their head right. or in, something else. Because right. I've seen those still those same movies yeah. that were not as good as other movies that were straightforward about. Oh, okay, yeah, right. But uh, I mean, but it helps with a movie like that where you're looking at it and you're going, is she just kind of going nuts or is it, is this really happening? Yeah. And it was way too it was way too literal. Like they would show like they would uh, like the first shot of her looking through the keyhole of this door that they found. <laughs> you just uh, sprayed on your I face. I just got a facial from uh, uh, Spokane, and it's the first for beer plus three. We just got a little bukkake. Oh, moment. that's that's not the facial. That's not the first. first that was first that was, facial in beer plus three. That was a beer cocky. <laughs> beer cocky. Holy shit! You just coined a motherfucking phrase. Bitch. I think I did. I think that was pretty good. Anyway, uh, but anyway, yeah. So. They show the character looking in to the keyhole, and she can see, like, this window and part of a room, and she's... And then she looks away to talk to her husband, and then they show a shot of the keyhole, and somebody's face moves in front of it. And you're, like, going... Okay, so you're literally telling us that there's something in that room. It it would have been better to have shown the character looking in, and then the face comes across, and she freaks out, and she goes, oh, my God, there's somebody in there, and... Mm -hmm. And then at least that creates this ambiguity about whether she's, are you like going nuts? And it actually turns out there was a reason. I read a summary of the movie because I was like, I want to know how it, how it ends, but I don't want to watch this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that they keep hinting around at the movie that they had just lost a baby and they have a son that moves into the house. Trope. Yeah, and she had lost the baby. And their twist on it is that um, they hadn't just lost her, but that what had happened was that the mom had actually accidentally smothered her in her sleep and that she was blocking that out. And so this whole experience with this room... And so that was like... But you should get that through the subtlety of the film. Yeah, yeah. And there was no subtlety. It was like, you just told us that something's in that room. Yeah, it was... And then when they finally figure out how to open, when she finally figures out where the key is and she opens it up and goes in and it's empty, you're going, okay, all right, well, you've already spoiled it. It's a pile of dead babies, the end. Yeah, yeah. It's the disappointments room, which turns out to be... It's a disappointment. uh, ...where rich people would hide um, uh, mentally disabled people, like uh, children who were mentally disabled or Uh, who were... Yeah, so they would put them in, they'd lock them in the room... And so the the person was trying to communicate with her. You want a great throwback film, a horror film that's extreme, wonderful throwback. Yeah, we are still here. I've seen that on. uh, Yeah, 2012, 2015. Actually, it's much closer than you think. We Australia is probably one of the best throwback horror films that I've seen in a long time. It, it's full of tension. It's full of it, really good acting, actually. Right. Because most of the people in it are older. Um, and uh, it's it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. 
It is a really good fucking. Game. I see that come up from time to time on the on the free like it's a, it's free on demand on Comcast, and mm-hmm. I just I, every time it kind of seriously it, watch it, it intrigues me. It is an intriguing film. Okay, I'll, I'll give it. I love the fact that it kind of hails back to the seventies uh, horror movies that are kind of that slow build up, right? And so the first like thirty minutes of the film, it's just kind of a slow little bits and pieces happen, and then they introduce more characters. I like then, that, you know, and and it's just this slow build up that's wonderful, and then it just goes full Gonzo, but then you have this whole other storyline that all of a sudden just just tr- freight trains right through the middle of it. Yeah, and it's just fucking amazing. It's yeah. just really good. Yeah, that's I I kind of miss that about old horror. I mean, I know for today's audience that probably doesn't work as well you know i it probably helps that i was raised well, i don't with know that. about today's audience but today's filmmakers tend to <clears throat> put things in your face within like 10 to 15 minutes of the film starting yeah and i yeah. think a lot of people have a problem with people uh, filmmakers like guillermo del toro and and his ilk when when they use that slow build-up right like uh did i loan you uh um, devil's backbone uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which that is was... one of those slow buildups uh-huh. that kind of happens. It's world building for yeah. much of the well, it's world building. It's this world. Um, that shit actually happened. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, it's slow world building, and it's this slow buildup to that supernatural event yeah. that is not necessarily what you think it might be. Right. And that's what's beautiful about filmmakers like him. We just I just went and bought uh, The Shape of Water. I haven't seen that yet. Very I wanna... much... Along, of course, it's Guillermo del Toro written and directed. Yeah, and uh, it's the same thing. It's kind of that slow, wonderful. You get to know the characters, and then you know they move on, and yeah. and then all of a sudden these these events start happening, and it 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 it's an amazing film. Yeah, I need to I need to see that. The uh, the movie that if I was like thinking loan, me, loan it to you. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be great. Um, the movie that I had had watched a few years ago called The Changeling. Which is a, that's a that's I'm a the great. One that told you to watch that. I oh really? It's George C. Scott. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh I had that a, is the movie. Remember we when we were, when I first started doing the podcast. Yeah. I see. I told you we started talking about movies that freak you the fuck out as a kid. Yeah. That was the one that scared the fuck out of me. I had watched every <laughs> horror movie from Halloween to Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, poltergeist uh fucking uh what's the one with the pea soup and the girl that heads turns around uh, exorcist uh, yeah that one <laughs> and i watched all those as a kid never fucking bothered me yeah that fucking movie changed me the fuck out <laughs> that well, movie scared me shitless i had somebody at work God. also recommending it to me simultaneously mm. so i must have um i must have from both of you it I must could have, have been one or the other it really doesn't matter but um, yeah, I, I watched that, and I I had never seen it's it. Unsettling. Yeah, I had never seen it back then. But 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 it was it was from the nineteen eighty from nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. and I had not watched it back then. But yeah, I watched it maybe. I think I watched one, three it three or maybe four years 1982 ago. Nineteen eighty two on fucking yeah. HBO or whatever. Yeah. But that oh, freaked me the fuck out. It, when that girl that kid comes out of the floor, I just came out glued. <laughs> <laughs> well, what gets me are little things like the. Um, you know, like he's standing in the house and the little ball comes bouncing into the room. Yeah, yeah. Something is simple and subtle. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Well, it's not subtle, but it is simple. That simple boom. Yeah, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. But you think it's the uh, boom, boom, 
Yeah. Bong. But it's not. It's it's a ball. Bong. Bong. Right. Bong. Right. And it just rolls. <laughs> it's the longest fucking scene in the movie. I swear to God, that ball <laughs> coming down the stairs. Longest scene in the movie. And then it just rolls up to his foot. Good thing they didn't use a slinky. It would have been just <laughs> forever. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. His favorite toy was a slinky. She gets to the bottom of the stairs and just folds up. <laughs> I'm still five feet from the stairs. Completely anticlimactic. <laughs> God damn it! I have to walk over there to just, be freaked out. Just you know, just a hint. If you you know, if oh, you, if you know. guys haven't seen the fucking Changeling, please yeah. watch that movie. Yeah, it is a good George movie. George C. Scott is some of his best fucking work. Yeah, yeah, it's it was a. I love that mood that they used to get so easily in the in during that time period with horror movies. You know, it's like um, uh, the Omen, um, the emptiness. Yeah, there's something about that, that period when they were filming. That huge house that's just full of empty yeah. and space and air. Yeah. And they just, I don't know what they did, but. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, The Shining really kind of gets that, too. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Where, that's a good example. Where it's just that emptiness. Yeah. Of this huge place. <laughs> and we've all felt that. If you've ever been in a huge, empty space. Yeah. It's, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. What's also freaky is that uh, we're at the final thoughts. Yeah, we are at the final <laughs> thoughts. Fucking the changelings. I can't believe you've seen that. That's like the I've one movie it. I can't believe you've seen. I'm, I've seen a lot of. I've in the last five years I have changed. I have watched a lot of freaking movies. Yeah. I've watched a lot of stuff too that I wasn't even on my list. You know, I've, I've actually kept track of all the stuff that I've watched, and I, I was looking at that list, and it was like almost a hundred something. You know, wow. films, older movies that just weren't didn't make the list. You know, when I made, originally made that list, it was all just just stuff that was significant, either in that people talked a lot about it, or mm-hmm. you know. And then I've watched an awful lot of stuff that I can't uh, believe you love the African Queen. That was a good movie. Such a great fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also promised myself that whenever any classic movies came up on you know, on the free channel or whatever, and they frequently do. It just uh, or on Netflix that I would just watch those as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I've I'm gonna watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I think it It's think, one of my wife loves it, so she's gonna watch it with I, me. I honestly think I, I've never read the f- book mm-hmm. that it's based on. Yeah. But I could imagine that the the book has some thematics in it that aren't seen in the film because it's film and you can't put that in film during that time. But yeah. of course you can put, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, this small white dude as an Asian guy and have him do the buck teeth <laughs> and the whole nine, but you can't put sexual themes on there that yeah. were most likely in the book that weren't in the film. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's undertones of that. Yeah. So, I mean, look for those undertones because they uh, are there. I also just watched, um, um, to Kill a Mockingbird. Speaking of George C. Scott, oh, great! Movie. Yeah, I was really impressed. Wait, I was George uh, C. Scott's in To Kill a Mockingbird, isn't he? No. Do I have the wrong guy? I might have the I wrong think guy. You have the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm gonna officially apologize to the, whoever the actor was in in that. Um, God, what's his name? To Kill. Was that not George C. Scott? There it is. Is this the film or the fucking <laughs> book? It's the book. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Well, I have George C. Scott pulled up on my IMDb. Um, so let's scroll backward. 
and see. There it, it is. The 1962 or 52? Oh, oh. It's 1962 film. No, it wasn't the, It was Robert Mitchum, I think. No. Is it Robert Mitchum? No, it's Gregory Peck. Apologies. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Gregory Peck and Robert Duvall, Philip A. Ford, <coughs> uh, Brock Peters, Rosemary Murphy. I mean, there's some fucking great actors. In yeah, that was a, it was really uh, good. And the little girl, uh, Mary Badham, I believe was, was her name. Yeah. I think that's the only film she's, she's ever been in. Brock Peters is fucking phenomenal as well. Yeah. Um, but no, To Kill a Mockingbird's fabulous fucking film. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't expect much of it either, and it was... Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you do... <sighs> that's me and my snobby, the books are always going to be better than the movie approach. Did you read the book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I read it. In I, high I've school. never read the book. I've only seen the film. Honestly, I don't. I didn't remember much of the book from high school. I just remember when I read it, I was really impressed with it. Yeah. And so, especially I, coming from the time it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be and, so. But the the movie, I think, did it justice. I think it did a really yeah. good job of it. So, that's my final thought. <laughs> right on, right on. And my final thought is, uh, you should probably watch uh, in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night. Okay. Um, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Have yeah? you seen it? No, um, of course I haven't. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I think it's Sidney Poitier. Yeah, uh, is in that film, about. and he plays a uh, a guy who ends up in this small uh, rural uh, southern town, and because he's black, get immediately arrested for being a strange black man in that town, and come to find out he's a Chicago cop. Yeah, you know what? I've actually, I think I started watching that. It's a fucking ago. great movie, yeah. and I, I, to be honest with you, I remember it being great from my youth, and I haven't seen it in a very long time, and I'd love to see it again. Um, but yeah, I just bought Deadpool and a sixty-five inch TV, so who the <laughs> fuck am I to judge fucking movies? Uh, well, you know. So I think uh, that's going to be my final thought. Um, I'm loving this beer. Um, I'm sorry. I sincerely apologize to Spokane and No Lie. Mm-hmm. You make amazing beer that's just this one did not resonate. No, it didn't. Um, but wah, other than wah, that, wah, fuck wah. Melvin, and uh, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the brewery that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> oh, the brewery that shall not be named. It's the Voldemort of fucking breweries. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Voldemort from now on. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm watching as as one of my uh, movies that's on my list is uh, is uh, Die Hard. Okay? Oh, great movie. And Alan Rickman reads... Wait, you've never seen Die Hard? No, i never seen Die Hard. I, d- I tell you, man, I disconnected from oh movies god. completely. Oh my god. It's the but greatest Christmas movie. Well, second greatest Christmas movie ever. I'm going to change my uh, final thoughts to this. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Do you not remember that part? <laughs> he sends the dead guy down in the elevator, and he pulls it out. He goes, now I have a sh- machine gun, and Alan Rickman's reading it. He goes, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay. They had love to, Alan Rickman. They had so. to have known that was funny back when <laughs> they <course>. did it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like that movie was written on the fly. It's better than I expected. So I, I really, I was not so into good. those kind of movies back then, and I'm watching. Really? It. Oh my god! It's such a great film. I didn't like crime, police, cop. But that type was movies. completely different from yeah, those no, type of movies. I know, but that's what I lumped it in with, and so yeah. I thought, eh, I don't want to watch that. So I never watched You're it. A judgmental prick. That's my final thought. <laughs> I'm gonna agree. That's my final thought. And good night, Dave. <laughs> good, good, Mike, Dave. 
Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a podcast. This episode of Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. You mow the lawn, pick up dog shit, you're done. Yeah, that would be really nice. But instead, what the lawnmower does is it hits the dog shit and just turns it into splattering everywhere, all over the place. And then you exactly, yeah, it's horrible. Well, if Callie doesn't enjoy us talking about her shitting in the backyard, maybe she could stop doing it. Or maybe you could <laughs> rent a dog to eat all the shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, That's that just terrible. that just got horrible. What I want, I was out there today mowing the lawn, and I was thinking it'd be nice if if uh, the company that made Roomba would do like a lawnmower <gasps> for the yard, and it would just kind of go around. Why haven't you invented that yet? I just did. I just haven't done any R and D on it though. Yeah, it is. That is. Except uh, unlike the Roomba, what? Yeah, the only problem is that unlike a Roomba, it's got you know spinning blades and it's kind of dangerous. So it's just like oh, you could call it. You could, it could be an attachment you put on your lawnmower. You could call it a poop attachment <laughs> or a poo attachment. Poo attachment. That's even better. I love. Yeah, I love having a dog. Well, we, up the, the only crap. reason we don't have a dog is because we travel. Yeah, but. Oh, we you know we do some traveling too, but it's always taking her with us. So you know it's always fun to have yeah. a dog in the car for three hundred miles. I don't miles. think I want to take a dog on a plane for five to eight hours. Oh no, no, we've never done that. I mean, we did that with Grinch, of course, because we had to bring her from Mexico to here because we oh, got Grinch oh. in Mexico. Yeah. Well, my wife did, and uh, so we got her all the shots. We got all that stuff. We got it all taken care of. We had paperwork for the cat and everything, yeah. and, they, and we had to give her this little pill that. Uh, you know, kind of knocked her for a loop. And then we just, she just had a direct flight from Mexico to Vancouver. So it was just boom, boom. And yeah. then when she got to Vancouver, she was waylaid by either the person going, oh, kitty, oh, kitty, <laughs> so through the entire airport. And then when we finally did get to the border, didn't freaking ask about the cat at all. Nothing. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you're traveling. You have to put them in the little Yeah. Yeah. But no, there's blankets and everything. We put blankets in there. <laughs> we put blankets. I like Plus they have fur, the, fuck it. I know. They're fine. See, They're animals. I, this is what it's making me think, why can't they just do that with children too? Like That'd put them nice. in the back with blankets? I think I think that would be fine. They would they'd have fun I'd do back that. there. They'd have fun. They'd have fun. Well, my daughter's big enough to fit in the seat now, so it kind of have to. Do. Yeah. But babies, pff, put them in a box, drug yeah. them, throw them in there. They'd enjoy it. We're they'd rock around running. a little bit. They'd, you know, they'd the humming of the plane. <laughs> right. Be perfect for them. Yeah. Just make sure the doors lock back there. I mean, my mom used to do that. <laughs> what? My mom used to do that with uh, the, the vacuum cleaner. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't sleep. Oh. She slept in the vacuum. Yeah. yeah. 
Alex was not a sleeper, and so I used to. That my my trick used to be just to throw her in the back seat of the car and go for like a, a pointless ride around town. And it was you know for like a year or so that worked, and then it was just one day that it came to an end because I'm driving around and like a few minutes into the drive, she, all of a sudden I hear from the back, "I'm not tired." And I was like, "God damn it, she's figured it out." <laughs> from that day on, drives she it was like she resisted it. it was just uh, it know. sucks when they turn ten. <laughs> I still do that with her at 22. At 22, I can't sleep. Get in the car. <laughs> We're going for drinks. <laughs> at least now you have some place to go. Yeah, at least now it's legal. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow. <laughs> Damn, my allergies are going too. Boy, this is gonna be a. I'm gonna be a sniffling. <laughs> I've had about two, three to four hours of sleep at night this week. So yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. Let's try the Ace IPA from Wingman Brewers. I'll pour this, and I maybe we can uh, get this uh, shoe yeah. on the road. I like that. And we can finish early, and my wife will only be partly pissed at me. <laughs> Does she get annoyed on the days that you do the podcast? Well, I've been working all week, and she's... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. She's done dishes at least once, so she's done everything in the house. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, I'll go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> I don't want any marital issues going on as a result of the podcast. No, my wife just gets stressed a little easily. That's all. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, like on Wednesdays, I want to start like every other Wednesday at least. Uh, I want to start, you know, we'll, we'll go to the movies. We were doing that um, last winter. We went to the movie like every every other Wednesday or so. We started going to the movies, and she loved it. Yeah. Kind of kept her a little more sane, you know, during the week. And, and um, you know, and, and I think we're, we're going to start doing it. We've done it like the last two weeks in a row. Because like last week we went and watched my daughter's pick, which was the new Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Um the uh, Guillermo del Toro Pacific Rim 2 oh, which right. was freaking awesome yeah and then yesterday or day before whenever I don't even know what day it is um, <laughs> Wednesday we went and saw Black Panther which was pretty damn awesome oh you hadn't seen it yet no I hadn't seen it yet I, haven't, I still haven't seen it but. and I think next week we're going to go watch The Cat Returns from the Miyazaki Film Festival they're doing oh. again this year when is that uh, it's on Sunday, Monday, and then Wednesday. I completely... Sunday is the dubbed version of The Cat Returns. S- Monday is the, uh, uh, subbed version, and then Wednesday there's a dubbed version. Okay. We'll go to the dubbed version. Yeah, that's, um, I, I, I completely blew that last time around. I was trying to get a, get a handle on the dates, and I just yeah, kept this is the first it. one, and they're doing one a month until, I think, November... Oh, cool! Wow. Okay, cool. I'll so, de- I'll yeah, definitely I'll, look at I can it. forward you the the funny games. It's just on Fandango. Actually, if you yeah. open, if you have their uh, oh, uh, Regal Cinemas, it was a little thing up here. The Miyazaki. Oh, I, yeah, I need to download that. Damn, it's actually kind of awesome. What? Movies? <laughs> yeah, it's right here. Boom! Studio Ghibli Fest. Oh, okay. You can get a season pass for like I think it's seventy five dollars. You can go to all eight movies. 
Oh, that's cool. Which is not bad, and considering how much movies cost, but we're not going to be around long enough to go to all the movies. Yeah, I'd love to see some of the earlier. Yeah, see, movies here's the, the Cat Christmas Returns, which is one of the earlier. Poco Roscoe, which is one of these are all yeah, the early yeah. ones. This is yeah. uh, Pompoco, Princess Mononoke, Oh yeah, My that's Neighbor cool. Totoro, yeah, Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away, and then Grave of the Fireflies. So, oh, okay, and then cool. I think they're doing one more after that. Grave of the Fireflies is the most depressing fucking movie ever. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Um, um, but that's, no, they're all great. The three in the middle, the the uh, starting with Princess Mononoke. That's uh, those are all three films that um, I wanted to see on the big screen, yeah. and they were out before I had ever heard of the guy. Oh, really? No, never... I saw Princess Mononoke in the theater. That was fucking because I, I I've watched him since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if it's by the same guy who did, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Ah, the Wind one, Valley of the Wind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one! I'd love to see that one too. But um, we saw that last year in the theater. Uh, that was the first one we really saw, and my daughter was just taken yeah, right after yeah, that. Yeah. So after that, we went and saw my wife's favorite, which is uh, uh, the Steam Castle that walks around. Oh, Howl's Moving Moving Castle, Castle yeah, yeah, which is one of my mom, my wife's favorites. And then uh, Alex and um, I saw that one uh, and Spirited Away at the old Pickford location, mm-hmm. like the little shoebox. <laughs> Like the theater that's about the size of our kitchen here. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's super tiny. We we saw Pan's Labyrinth there. Oh wow, that's cool. Which my wife started complaining because there was someone tall in front of her and she couldn't see the subtitles. And that I'm was like, the Honey, only thing. They're speaking your language. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to experience the way the film the way the subtitle are meant it to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which of course we laugh about it now. Even she laughs about it. Yeah, yeah dumb. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that really theater was really. Hor- I mean, it was a it was an okay location to see it. I mean, because it is small. Have you been it to their small. new location? Because yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, is it it's much great. better. Oh, it's really cool. I haven't been there. And, uh, I, I every wish, time they have something, I forget about it. Like the whole seating area is at a steep angle, so it's like the the next person ahead of you is about the height of your knees. It's like it's nice. really pretty steep, and so you, there's like nothing in your way from seeing the film. I know. You know, and we uh, we actually, Alex and I went to see um, from something Poppy Hill. It was another anime. Um, oh, we went yeah. To see it um, there. I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, I can't either. Um, something Poppy Hill. But yeah. It wasn't okay. It wasn't the greatest one I ever saw, but it was, mm-hmm. it was, it's, I love watching. I mean, you could show me a shitty story animated on a big screen and I'll I'll I'm in for the whole thing. Really? You know, I don't like even care about I don't much. care about the story. I could stand there and I could just sit there and look at the animation the whole time and, yeah. and be fine with that. <laughs> you know, if there's a nice story attached to it, great. If not, I can just stare at the artwork, you know, and having it, you know, that big and animated on the huge screen in front of uh, you. Check great. out put on your list Paprika if you haven't seen it. No, I haven't I haven't even heard of check it. Check out Paprika. You haven't heard of it? Uh-huh. Uh it's essentially what uh, Inception was based on. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that either. Of course, I have. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> really? <laughs> I haven't seen Inception, but I've seen Paprika, and it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Cool. Anyway, let's uh, let me introduce us. Yeah. <sighs> I think uh, I'm I'm going to start a religious podcast. Is what I think I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to go for a denomination per se, but I have the title. I have a working title. I think it's called the Righteous Butter. And I think that that could be a really, really good podcast. Um, you know, we could we could talk about you know products that 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 bring the Holy Spirit closer to someone, and we could talk about maybe foods like especially buttery, yummy foods that you know maybe they're a little sinful, 
But you know what? They could bring one closer to the divine. That's all I'm saying.